trying to work on a few different projects, but I'm good. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm, I'm busy, pretty much. Yeah. I'm leaving. Yeah, Theo's getting busy, too, with the podcast. Yeah. Doing a little something, trying to keep better views coming in. The people I know and uh, people I think are interested. So, people I, I definitely will. You know, I have different talks with that. I like their, their viewpoint. One, I want to try to see if I can get is my uh, my cousin. He's a, uh, he's a black, he's a cop. He's a retired black cop. And I want to know if he's going to actually talk. Try to pull up. Try to pull up. Oh, I didn't even realize Oh, no, I mean, it's okay. This is just the beginning part. So it's not like, I mean, it don't matter. Because I, I honestly, it's cool to have four people who be cool. So I guess we'll go ahead and start talking. Alright. How y'all doing today, guys? You know what's up? It's your boy Cass Corleone in the building. Uh huh. You know, we with another episode of What the Fuck is Wrong, you know. Out here chilling with my good man. We got a recurring guest today, but he's gonna be a guest host. As well as I got another guest host today as well. My man's also 1K, 1000 by the Pousing for you niggas. I gotta tell y'all what it is, yeah. It's a what's good. And then I got my man, uh, my other brother as well, Guike Grio, he in the building as well. What's good, what's good? Uh, and then we got my man, Ryan Henry, here today. You know, uh, I actually ended up meeting Ryan through Guike uh, for just going out to Brixton and just chilling and having a good time. Yeah. What's okay. up, everybody? You already know what it is, Jersey in the building, you hear me? You hear Yeah, shit, you know, uh... No, life is good right now. We still, you know, still going through Corona and shit as well as our election time coming around the year. But, hey, we still keeping our heads up. We're black men who are strong and stand positive and just, you know, like to talk our shit. But, um, you know, give the people a little history and backstory. Uh, we'll give you a little backstory on how, you know, we know each other. Of course, you already know how I met Oso. But the funny thing about it is, Guike is actually Oso's older brother. And funny enough, I actually met both of them at the same time. Well, actually, probably maybe like a week apart. And we were already friends and then ended up linking up and realizing, damn, you know him? Like, you know him? I'm like, oh shit, that's my brother. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. Uh, so it it's was true just. True story, true story. Yeah. Didn't, didn't you hit. Didn't we link up first? Yeah. I think we. Yeah, yeah we, we probably did. We, we might have met. For, no, we met at different times. No, y'all, then, y'all met first. And then, but I had class with him. Yeah. And then we nah. met at the same time. We had gym together. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. We, we had gym together. Yeah. We had gym. Yeah. Yeah. And then. The he, science bowl. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I met you through science bowl like like a week later. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because Tavian introduced me to you. Yeah. yeah. That, that, the science bowl was kind of like, it was like a little Jeopardy thing. Yeah. You know, before, Academic like, Jeopardy yeah. type drink. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Both of them needs to be, I mean, both of them are the same thing. They used to be in winning competitions and stuff. Okay. Right. And I remember because that was my first year on the joint, and uh, we had the captain and one, uh, one other person on there, or one or two other people, and we needed somebody else to go because the other person wasn't there. And initially it was for me to go because they didn't know if Ogu was going to come. And, I, and he came and was like, okay, well, we want Ogu because this is his last year. I was like, all right, bet, bet, bet. It's all good. Yeah, and we got y'all won. Y'all got to the finals, and then we lost. I think by what one question or two. Yeah, yeah. 
but Ogu was knocking them questions out. Like this, this shit was funny as hell. I wish I gave you a chance, yo, because I remember you like you were. Um, I think I think I forgot what happened actually, but you were on the side for a while, yeah. and like I think it was like as a sub thing. Yeah, we were two alternates. Yeah, yeah. Oh, alternates. Oh, that, that was man. alternates. Yeah. yeah. Funny thing is, like, she was like, yeah, don't worry about it. They'll all be gone. You're going to be the captain next year. I was like, oh, oh, shit, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't care. Yeah. But, um, yeah, definitely. It was just wild. But, um, you know, that's that's a little backstory on us. Tell the people how you met Ryan. So, I met Ryan at Rutgers, and um, it was basically, it was basically everybody in the dorm yeah. was mainly white so all the black people we were all on the same time trying to find each other like knowing who we you know I was the only black person on my floor yeah. there was like a few on the third floor like a handful on the second floor and then on the first floor you um, Mike you Mike and Ralph yeah. and Cass yeah. Yeah. yeah so like it, it was like Yo, the shit was like a sitcom, yo. <laughs> I just used to keep coming over there, like, everybody used to have their characters and stuff. Yeah, and, like, I basically lived on the first floor, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was funny. Like, we got real cool um, after that, you know, and just, like, the next year, and, like, just until senior year, until we graduated, we just, you know, we've always stayed in touch. Black Ruckers. Yeah. Shout out Black Ruckers. Yeah, it yeah. was, it was... Like it was just like how Obi said, like it's legit, like a like a, like a sitcom. Like, yeah, like, and it it was it was the like the first time I ever became friends with somebody like so fast. Cause everybody, it was like ready. So I met obviously I met Mike first because that was my roommate. Yeah. And then I met Ralph, and then so I met Ralph. <laughs> it's fun, yo. Mike is <laughs> yo. So I met Ralph. Uh, at the at the dining hall. Yeah. Oh man. And we just like pulled up, you know that like far room. So yeah. we just pulled up in there, and Mike's like, yeah, yeah, bro, he lives here at, at Voorhees too. So I was yeah. like, okay, da da da. You know. So I met him, and then eventually I met Kaz. And then I remember the first time I met you, we were uh, studying in the study lounge on the first floor. Of course. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Um. And yeah, it just went from there, bro. So like. It's, it's been cool. It's, it's been a good journey. Yeah, it's been good. Definitely, definitely. But yeah, yeah. Um, like I said, you know, the backstory how I met Ryan was, I think it was your was it your birthday or was it, um, I think he just randomly pulled up one weekend. Yeah, I mean, it's always like random the way like we meet each other and become like mad close. But um, as far as like you and Ryan. Because um, it was me, it was, I met Ryan and Kennedy at the same time. Uh, Ryan and Kennedy. Yeah. Damn, yo, you gotta keep, you gotta give me more context because I remember it, but like, yeah, because we all went to um, Bridgeton. We did. Was it? You know what? This is like that Alpha Cookout. I think. Yeah, because Osundu wasn't here. Yeah, no, yeah, he was in New York. He was in New York. Yeah. I remember he like legit was not in town. Yeah. And then it was after you came up for Jersey from Jersey, uh, Uh Ryan, with Kennedy. Y'all drove down. we went to the to the Bowie State cookout and then dipped to DC. Bruh. Wow, was that was that that time? 2018. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I'm I'm mixing that memory up with something else. I, I remember Kennedy coming down and Cause that's when he had the uh, shorty that he met. 
Yeah, uh, that was uh, there. <laughs> interesting interesting times um but uh yeah yeah man so that's how we met we did end up at the bricks i remember that rp Oh, yeah, RIP like that. F COVID, man. Like, <laughs> RIP to Brixton. Um, is Marvin's room still around? Because that was That's where he's going to be going to. Damn, man. From what I heard. Damn, man. That's like, just wild. All the heavy hitters. Like, yes, all the little low key lit spots. So, yeah. for free, free. Exactly. <laughs> like, the just... only thing left is Elevate. Yeah. And, I, and I think you. Bro, Ryan, I remember when the first time I went to Elevate. Bro. It was Howard Homecoming weekend. We were going around. We went to one little movie. It was okay. We went to another one outside. You kept telling me the story. Right. Man. It was okay. And Ryan kept, he kept, he kept saying, bro, this is going to elevate. And I was just like, I never been to elevate. But I was just like, I'm pretty sure you can find some on U Street. So we're just going up and down U Street. Ryan says again, it's like 12 o'clock. He's like, bro, he y'all, let's go to elevate. And I was just like, all right, let's go to elevate. Nigga says, you know what I mean? It was, around, it was up the street and around the corner. It wasn't too far. Yeah. So we step over the elevate. No, we paid like 30 to get in or yeah. so it was kind of taxed but we were like all right whatever it's still gonna fade you know what i mean yeah. so we paid and get in i walk in that chair i was like damn like this like i was like you know what i mean like i was just like where did you just take me to like you know, it was like it was like people was bro this on the wall with it you know it was a private yeah. section you know what i mean yeah. like there was endless drinks right? it was like hella people because it was yeah. a weekend yeah. it was lit i was just like bro i was like Everything is packed, and it's like you know if you've been in there before, like the lighting everywhere, it just it looks tough. Yeah, the, the DJ so, is like all the way up top. Yeah, He's yeah. all the way up top. Yeah. Like drinks yeah. are free before eleven. I, I think. see people yeah. on you in there too. I was just like, it was cool. Like it was a little, it was a just a little familiar, but but it was it was still cool. Nah, it's definitely like a crossroads of like everybody. Right? But I didn't know. I, yeah, it was so low key. Like they were selling. Uh, Cassava leaf, uh, rice and stew, and stuff like that outside the joint, out of, top, out of a truck, an African food truck. That's how you know outside you're the, the joint after you African. move. You <laughs> I said, bruh. Too far after the drink. Bruh, imagine being turned, bruh, you eat in the joint, it's like 2 p.m., 2 a.m. You, you, you return, you just get the food over there, and say, alright, like 11, 12 dollars a plate. It's cheap. That's what <laughs> I just paid thirty to get in here. Yeah, I'm not actually, eleven, twelve dollars a plate does not sound. That's bad. not bad. Nah, like, not. For real quality food like that, like yeah. that actually does not sound. When I was younger, you know, my my limit. I don't know. I, I didn't used to want to pay any more than like probably like six dollars. <laughs> Seven dollars is like yeah. Six dollars. Yeah. You get older, you peep. It's just like uh, you have different things going on. Like you know. Are you eating in this place for the experience? That's why the place is, you I mean, you, like, you can eat, yeah, you know what you're paying for, like, you know, you go to, like, like, we're at the rooftop, uh, the Watergate, right? And then, I seen their menu, their menu was not any, like, stuff that was cooked, but, like, their most expensive food was a $30 uh, shared platter of, um, their least expensive, their most, oh, of like like it was like a platter of like cheese and crackers and stuff like that oh but in the other what bruh, bruh. Uh, excuse me wait her wait her um um yeah oh, what is this I'm what is this no no but the other options were like stuff like but like like it was ten the least 
expensive drum. I think it was like a ten dollar plate of like popcorn or something like that. Because like the popcorn, the, the thing on the joint was more so I don't like, like popcorn. I'm not gonna pay ten dollars for popcorn. That's what I said. For <laughs> one, but it was more so because it's like it's on the rooftop and you're paying to pretty much sit down up there. So it's not more so. It was like it wasn't like a, a food food thing. Mm. But more so like you're paying. To be kind of up there, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, no, like for real, this whole like growing up and then most recently this whole COVID stuff taught me like you know you know how like how we are like we don't like to go out for anything like like growing up in Nigerian household like why can I do this? Yeah, and my I can mom. Cook and yep, do that. Yeah. But but you realize yep. it's not just that it's the experience like yep. it's the actual culture. Yeah. And, and COVID yep. ruined it for it like you know for everybody like big facts. Yeah, like people it's not about just going out to restaurants it's the culture you know yeah. still stay ass inside but like <laughs> definitely like I understand though because yeah. come on man yeah. Yeah. Some, them, seem to be over the like, moves was legendary yeah they were they were I mean things I, uh, they probably won't get back snow for like another year and a half it's big they're saying they won't it's just like I mean, how you live probably, with it yeah it's like, probably the new norms for for you go out Everybody's probably gonna like people. It's gonna be a variety of people unless state probably vary from state to state as well. Or people wearing masks from now on. Yeah. So it's gonna be like a lot of dating. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a throw up. Oh shit! Oh my god! What is that? The new version of baby boomers. It was funny, yo. Like, so growing up. Like, my friends and family, we never really, like, ate out that much. So, um, we didn't really realize, like, at least, like, my side of the family, we didn't really realize that there was such a culture around going out and socializing and stuff. Because for us, uh, COVID pretty much felt like the norm with a little bit more positive. Dang, that's how it felt, like, here, too. Like, it feels... You know, that's a key. It feels like, all right, we we know we're not supposed to go. The only reason we're sick is because like we want the option to actually like go up. Like, yeah. But as far as like the like like how you just said like the restaurant and uh, you know always eating, having a home cooked meal like ninety five percent of your life like yeah. it's like uh, all right, not really missing much <laughs> on the restaurant side. Like, yeah. 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 So I found that to be like really interesting how they kind of switched up. So. Like the effect that it's had on like my family and I hasn't been too great. It's been pretty much like okay, you know, you adjust and yeah. kind of work with it. Um, but yeah, it's it's uh, it's really messing with some people, man. Yeah, yeah. It only hits me if like like uh, uh, I guess like you said, you know, just being able to go out, having that option to go out. Now you don't yeah. have that option anymore. But other than that, like I said, it's just. Like I said, it's normal with just a little bop in it. It's not, it's not a whole, whole big difference. Cause at the end of the day, you know, most times we aren't even around a whole lot of people anyway. Mm-hmm. So uh, one thing that they should make you normal is if you're sick, you should wear a mask. Thank like, you. Thank I you. I feel like that, that that should be normal. Like, like you can get probably fined or whatever. Like nothing. Like don't don't go to jail. But like you know, like you should probably yeah. get fined or whatever. Yeah, yeah you, it was simple citation. If you're yeah, if you're like out here sneezing like on like 
public transport. Because they already tell you if you're sick, stay home. You know? Right. Like, I guess the usual baseline. Yeah, yeah, it's usually the baseline, but it's like, like you know, right, now, now that we're all used to wearing masks, like, yeah, if you're sick, you should probably, like, keep doing that, you know? Yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree. Because, you know, um, we'll talk about it a little later, but as well, like, you know, um, they say, even when people get the vaccines, the quote unquote, they have, like the, the vaccine that they have now, you know, a lot of people aren't going to get it because even when it comes to like vaccines for kids, for example, you know, some people va- don't vaccine their kids for the simple fact of, you know, everybody else has vaccinated their child. So why do I need to vaccine mine? Mm-hmm. Because if 85% of everybody's vaccinated in my neighborhood, there's no guarantee that my child is going to catch it. Mm-hmm. So why take those chances and give my child something that they, that, that can affect their body mm-hmm. and they can stay healthy? Your kids are healthy. Y'all been vaccinated. Y'all fine. Y'all don't have nothing to worry about. I got something to worry about. Right. So. Right. Yeah, man. I think, and, and relating back to the um, to the mask thing, I noticed uh, I noticed something. Right. Um, I was listening to I think it was a podcast or a YouTube video, and this guy he was traveling. Yeah, it was a podcast. This guy he's traveling. Right. He's traveling over. I can't remember if it was China or South Korea. And they're in this meeting, and um, he notices that uh, one of the presenters is wearing a mask, right? Because it's normal over there to, to wear a mask, right? So he's in his mind like, dang, yo, the, you know, is this person thinking that we're some dirty Americans that they got to wear a mask around us, da 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 da, da right? Mm-hmm. So eventually, you know, his curiosity gets him. He's, he brings it up. He's like, hey, you know, you know kind of like... You know, we're not sick. You you don't have to wear your mask around us. And this was before COVID, right? Yeah. And the person responded and was like, "Oh no no no! It's actually to prevent you getting sick from me because the per- the presenter was ah, sick." Ah yeah, facts. Right. Yeah. So I realized I was like, "Wow, Americans could have a really difficult time with this concept of." Um, I, I, I don't think the word is altruism, but uh, 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 basically uh, this this other self, right? Thinking about the other person mm. as a as a whole, as a community, that could be a difficult concept because the idea is, is like, oh, these masks don't prevent you from getting sick, da 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 da. No, the mask is actually to stop you from spreading it to someone else, so you're protecting everyone else. It, it's not about protecting yourself. Right, that's a difficult concept for Americans, at least what it seems to be no, to me. No, you're, you're right, because you know, as Americans, a lot of times we're, t- we're taught like crabs in a barrel. If I gotta step on you, you, and you to get to that money right there, I'm gonna do it because that's what I'm supposed to do. I gotta take care of my family, I gotta take care of me, I gotta take care mm-hmm. of mine. And that's what honestly has slowed down like people even talking to their neighbors, like, I don't know you, I don't talk to you. Facts. I don't yeah, know. I, yeah. Hey, you right. know I am. I, me, I'm, I'm, since I grew up in the South, I, I believe in, at minimum, of knowing my neighbor to my right, to my left, and to the person That's what the they say about everybody in the South. Like, everybody knows their neighbor. Yeah, I have to. It, makes, it, it brings me that level of comfort because mm-hmm. worse come to worse, somebody breaking my house and I'm not home or somebody, you've seen something suspicious. You got five I, people you know. I got, I got, you know, I got people yeah. right here. I got at least, like you said, like at least four or five people I know. They're gonna say, "Hey, 
you, you got you got family coming over or your kids coming in town or something? Mm. Like, nah. Oh, okay. I think somebody's in your house. Um, you know, if you have cameras, check your cameras, but I'm gonna call the police uh, and, and just to have your back. That's because you never know. Like I guess to like tie back in, like yeah, Americans we 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 just be like we've adopted like a selfish like thing, and like I, like it, I don't think people even really realize why they're wearing the mask like to prevent other people from getting sick. Yeah. Bro, you know we were literally in um in Norfolk uh Norfolk Virginia like a week ago, right? Oh, yeah, they're running so, on vibes. This girl, we were yeah, bro, they're running on vibes in that joint. Like, yeah. literally, we were literally, we were literally in the in the Dollar Tree. We we're trying to just get um some stuff. We forgot a few supplies, and um, this lady walks in and she has no mask. She's just walking around, you know, doing her thing, shopping. And this guy walks past her, the elderly man. He was like, he has a mask. He's like, whoa. He's like, where's your mask? And she was just like, oh. Um, the the mask gives me when I wear a mask, it makes me very uh um uh what's the word anxious? What's the other one they use? Um, nervous, anxious, panic, panics makes her panic. Yeah, is what she said. It's like it makes her panic. That's the word. And then uh he was just like, I have panic attacks too, but I'm still wearing my mask. And she just like gave him a look, like looked him up and down, and then just turned around and just kept walking. But I was just like, yeah, you look dumb. Like, you're the only one, you're not wearing a mask. Like, it's not about you, it's about everybody. Like, yeah. why would you, what's making you panic about a mask? Big fact. Big yeah. You know what I mean? It was kind of weird. Like, like not to say, like, her, her mental health isn't, like, you know, important. But what I'm saying is more so, it was weird to me because that's the first time I ever noticed somebody go, like, you know what I mean? Like, this is about me. So forget whatever y'all are doing. Like we're in a global pandemic. What's about me? I don't know. It was yeah. like it showed me like you know, damn. So you really are gonna put yourself above and the entire. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Consensus. You don't care type thing. But I was like, okay. I mean, that's if that's you. That's you. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. People in other countries don't do that. People be way way more respectful. Like these other European, like Germany, for example. Like they be way more respectful. Like. Like the public in the community, like they're the type of people to like um, always push their carts all the way back to the to the thing. Like you know when you're shopping and like you always gotta push your cart. Yeah, they 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 look at other people for not doing that. You know they look down at people not doing stuff like that. So you know, like the West, like yeah, we, we just, we just so, got like the, this side of the world definitely does what we want. We do, yeah. we do what we want in the sense of like it's like it's very liberal on this side though it's very conservative it's heavy, yeah. in certain parts this this side of the world is very liberal to a lot of things compared mm-hmm. to like everybody else that's why everybody likes it so yeah yeah like so, I, I, I hate to yeah, have everybody a, likes America no, that's a good they, point well it's not the fact that they like us they just want, <laughs> they just want to live here because they know they can make the most money here yeah, because you can't be. Can you, you can't go from nothing to something. You can literally. You can't. You can't like, take away from that. You you can come in with with zero dollars. Say, say you found like you have like a sister or something. Hey, I need to stay with you for a month. I literally have nothing in my account. You you she could 
stay with you or you could stay with her and then say she she gives you a job she she just stayed with you she just gave you a job say your your plan is to like open like some random company you work that job until you just keep working another one keep working another one then get a million and that's like you can't do that in other countries it's not like that straightforward to do you know because when you have stuff like like um in England they get taxed way way uh, higher than us mm-hmm. right yeah, but bro. at the same time they have like their healthcare is A1 oh yeah over here so it depends on what you're willing to like you know just, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> that's just as well because here, I mean, big corporations run everything. Yeah, so they do. It's I, not like yeah, yeah. Because think about how many corporations actually pay taxes for. Their <laughs> goal is to not pay taxes, right? Yeah, that's the goal. Yeah, it's in class. They taught that in in entrepreneurship, right? If you can reduce your taxes and reduce your costs um and the way to go about that is like you actually have to be tax savvy or know uh know a lawyer or somebody who works that spectrum so you can finesse like like for example if you own a company and you make a business trip you can write that off yeah you know what i'm saying like you may have went and done a bunch of other things that want business but you just saved that money Right. There's and, so many things. Yeah, so many things you could write off, bro. Yeah. Yeah. And you can't do that when you're an employee. You can't, like, like if I go to Connecticut, I can't write that off. <laughs> nah, that's coming out of my pocket. <laughs> right. I, so. I will say, though, that, like, that we should, we should definitely educate ourselves more financially. Like, people were pissed that Amazon isn't paying, like, bunch of taxes I'm proud of them. and honestly honestly yeah. I, can't, I can't hate I can't hate one they won they, 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 they figured it out I'm not mad bruh like they did and like whether whether the working conditions are, are one way or another I don't know I don't the people I personally work yeah I've seen you know I, I know that work at Amazon I mean, their feet aren't bleeding, yo. Like, and then they chose to work here too. That's the stance I'm taking, yo. I don't care. What do like, you mean? Like, I, I'm getting to it. I'm actually getting to it, yo. Um, what I'm trying to say is that these people do the world such a big service, yo. Everybody is happy that they can get orders shipped to them the exact same day. In 1990, bro, people couldn't even imagine. Like, you had to, like, call before the internet. You had to call. If you seen something, you had to call for it in the magazine or whatever and place your order. Amazon, I can order something on my phone. It can be... And they do groceries in Seattle, too. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah, like, you know, and people are addicted to, like, Prime and, like, you know, just all these services. So, so, like, yeah, they deserve it, yo. Like, to me. They deserve it, you know. That that's they say corporations um don't pay tax or they're they're very like you can get away with not paying taxes to the corporation because corporations provide services for the world. Keep people like you're employed because of a corporation. So it keeps people employed and it keeps the keep money coming in. The money coming in and out. So what's the best way? Like if you're doing that, like 
as a whole corp, just write off what you need to write off. And like, right. You know, just keep doing it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, man. I think, um, not to get too far off topic, but I think um, one of the things about the, uh, the Western culture that uh, I, I've been kind of like thinking about recently is uh, their concept of freedom. Right? So, so <clears throat> here we go, right? So you have somebody, say you take a person of people, they have certain actions. Mm-hmm. But these actions are results of behaviors. And then these behaviors are results of belief. Okay. Right? right? So that's where everything stems from. And I think um, when it comes to, to, to policy, to action, things of that nature, um, I think the fundamental idea of what freedom is, is playing a role in, in what we see, right? When it comes to like wearing your mask, um, you know, getting tested, all this, all these different things. So what I've, what I've seen is, is that I think in the U.S., and I think this is what some other countries have problems with the U.S. over um, in some ways, is that the U.S. thinks anything goes except for like a, a, a maybe a number of things, right? Like you just can't you can't hurt somebody unless we, the law, say it's lawful to do so. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see what I'm saying? So, <clears throat> so the idea of freedom where anything goes. Um, I think I think it's not necessarily truly free in the sense that um, in the sense that <clears throat> if you act here's here's what I what I think this is my theory if you act outside of the bounds of nature if you act outside of the bounds of uh, of you know good, bad, whatever it is, act outside, you act outside the bounds of, of what would be bad to you, what would be bad for others, or what would conflict with your natural surroundings, I think you're running into an issue. And there are boundaries that are set that say, hey, listen, you literally can do whatever you want, but if you cross this boundary, it'll hurt yourself, others, or it'll have an effect on nature around you, right? Yeah. So... So when when people come and say, you know, they have this idea of freedom, um, the thing, my thing is like, there's this idea, right? And I want to see how that idea manifests, right? So if their idea of freedom is doing X, Y, and Z, but it's hurting them, hurting someone else, and or say, for example, it's hurting them, right? And maybe it's not like gonna kill them right away right or whatever it is right but i i notice if somebody's doing something and then they have to do more and more and more and more of it in order to get the same effect i question that i question that what are, what are you actually doing why does it take more and more and more of this one thing that's not necessarily good for you like you can observe that it's not good for you or not good for someone else but you insist on doing it right like what uh, like, I mean, honestly, like, wearing a mask, you know, 
Oh, and just like going outside every day without wearing a mask today may not kill you. It may not kill you tomorrow. But you're constantly continuously going out for months or weeks, months, years, and just so happens you end up catching it. Now you're conti- you don't even know, but you're still going out continuously not wearing the mask, and you can still, you can be spreading it. So now it's like I'm doing what I want to do because I want to do it, and I don't care what anybody else has to say. So those repercussions have now caused things on other people, just because you are stuck in your. Well, I'm going to do this because this is what I feel like. Because, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. masks are a political statement. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. It sound So, and I found that to be also interesting how this became so political. Yeah. Um, apparently, so they, you know, they say history repeats itself. Yeah. And you know, the last time this happened. That's funny because that's actually. Oh, that's, that's one topic I forgot. We can actually use that to transition into uh, what the fuck is wrong with Black Twitter. Um, I, I was listening to The Breakfast Club and Charlemagne gave uh, these white ladies and... Uh, no, actually, they were black. And they were Mississippi or Alabama, I can't remember. And they were talking about why they didn't want to wear masks. And this lady... This two, they said two things. And both of them, I kind of had to stop. Like, I was at work, at work listening to them. At the stop, I was like, I know they really didn't just say this. The first day, the lady was like, you know, well, George Floyd was, you know, saying, I can't breathe and I can't breathe. And after he passed, now all of a sudden we have massive stuff going on. And I'm saying, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. I just kind of had to stop. was like, are you serious? Have you lost your mind? Like, are, are, are you? Like, did you? Like, like William said in uh, William said in girlfriends. Did you just have a tumble out of a turnip truck? Like, what the, yeah, have you bumped you your head? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, it was like, you act like I just tumbled out of a turnip truck. Man, like, turnip truck. <laughs> like, come on. And then the last one, the older lady, she was like, you know, you know, one reason. I don't like wearing these masks or because child molesters and rapists love them. I'm like, yeah, I saw that. I was like, child molesters and rapists love what? Masks. masks. Wearing masks. I'm like, what does that have to do with What's anything about wearing a mask? Like, man. exactly. Where is this coming from? Like, what, what is your purpose? Walk around with masks. Anyway, anyway, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's that's a rabbit hole. Like, what? Like, where are you getting your facts from? I need, I need to know. Yeah, but yeah, I definitely what you're saying. Like this is, yeah, yeah. And it's um, it's interesting. Like the last time there was a, or the one that I'm, the time I'm thinking about, like the Spanish flu. Um, I didn't look deep into it, um, but I think like, it, like people were saying the same thing, right? It was just like some people wanted to wear it, some people didn't. Some people thought it was nonsense. Some people didn't think it was nonsense. Um, and I don't know, like. Um, this might also be slightly off topic, but when it comes to science, right? Uh, science is really like what you observe. That's what science is. It's what you see with your eyes. Can you observe it, right? So it's physical phenomena, right? Uh, there's no magic. There's no spook. You know, you know what I'm saying? So, um, and it's it's not much different than 
um, someone, you know, they're fixing some plumbing and they're seeing a leak somewhere, right? That's that's science, like. And it's peer reviewed too. And it's peer reviewed. And that, that's yes. the thing people don't. It's like, some. It's not just somebody just discovered something. It's been proven time and 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 time again. Right. It's been peer reviewed, bro. Right. So when it comes to something like this, it's just kind of like. Alright guys, like people people are, are seeing it, right? It, it is happening. Like there are people who are dying. It doesn't make sense that they're dying at, at the age that they're dying, so you have that. Um people were fine one day and now they're they drop in a week. They, that's weird. Um, you know, there are labs out there that are trying to figure this thing out, you know. Um and you know, it's gotten to the point where the uh, what's what's the term? Um, conspiracy theory culture has gotten so strong that even the basic, like you, like even the basic, you don't believe your doctor for something, you know, trivial, yeah. uh, is is becoming a problem, like. Um, and the way our the way community works, like in the grand scale, at least the way it's working in the US is is that it's like this <clears throat> it's like this before you had your doctors before you you had people who before you had your convenience stores right you lived and worked the land okay you grew your own food you you found your own water uh you know uh you you birthed your kids right or your, your, your parents or sisters, brothers helped birth your kids, probably usually the sisters, cousins or whatever, right? Um, and everything you needed, you had to like figure out a solution or you did without it. And you just figured out how to do without it, right? Now, the way it's built up is, is that all these different aspects of things you need, healthcare, food, water, uh, 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 transportation you used to make your own way or you had your own transportation donkey horse whatever it is somebody else has specialized in taking care of that for you you see what i'm saying so so what it what that entails is 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 that intrinsically you're gonna have to trust other people to do their job so that everybody will be okay right but if you can't do that uh, your your community is gonna have some fundamental holes. Yeah, definitely. I definitely what you're saying. Because in those days, you know, you like you said, you farmed off the land. You know, then eventually you may have had a horse or a bull or an ox or whatever, and that that you get another one so that they can mate and they have babies and then they have more babies and your kids may take one of the babies right. and they use that to farm their land right. and continues to grow. So it's yeah, I definitely understand what you're saying. It's like not being able to trust what you it's, and that's a lot of times what they it is you, they make you not be able to trust what you see like you mm-hmm. question everything you look at mm-hmm. like is that really what I'm seeing like even with like kind of going on somewhat like slightly off topic like photoshop like photoshop like people seeing pictures of stuff like now you have to question is that a real picture or is it not have they doctored it have, like it's just all you know what I saw on twitter I saw uh, somebody is doing a photo. Y'all probably seen it too. Somebody's doing a photo shoot where they're like in a jet, but oh, the jet, yeah, 
Yeah, but the jet is like it's actually in a photo studio. Like they they like you know how like some people some like low budget pe- like films or whatever like they'll film like the scene of a jet right mm. but it's like really in the studio yeah mm-hmm. and then they do the green screen whatever so that's what people are doing now you know um yeah it, it, it's so <laughs> ironic like like flex. yeah like like humans like we're so we're so like like intelligent like we figured out how to like get people to like socialize because we're so like on the global scale and we're kind of using it to hurt ourselves like to like tie back to this whole like COVID stuff like like you get the conspiracy theorists that say one thing people don't be trusting their doctors all because of some ish they read online and then they go and diagnose themselves on like WebMD then, then they be like oh I got cancer so like bro like just go to your doctor like, I got like, like, just go to your doctor right? <laughs> yeah that that social dilemma uh, Netflix uh, documentary is amazing about it. Oh, yeah, y'all gotta watch that. Bro. Bro. Check that out. First time I saw, I wanted to check my phone at the wall, bro. I was like, damn. Yeah, understand that. We'll go ahead and switch it to the other one. You want which one? Do you want to do the Cardi first, or you want to do the? Uh, Probably yeah, the Cardi. Let's do the Cardi first. All right. Um, yeah. So, one of the topics Funny. is uh, you know Cardi B and Offset are talking about getting a divorce, mm-hmm. and one of the things she said, and I don't, I, I don't, I'm not saying that I disagree with her any sort of way because you know at the end of the day, when you're married to somebody and you feel like this relationship, even if you're not married and you're in a relationship, you feel like this relationship is toxic and it's not working out. And I'm just truly that unhappy that you want to leave, you want to leave. Now, my feelings, on the other hand, are I was raised differently. Um, I was raised with, when you, once you say I do, there's no getting over There's no, oh, well, I've gotten so fed up with this person, I want to leave. Because at the end of the day, you obviously saw your, you saw something in this person to feel like, you know what, I want to spend the rest of my life with them. And I'm saying that despite it all, I know you're flawed, but I love you anyway. I know we're gonna go through hard times, I know things are gonna gonna struggle, we're gonna argue, we're gonna fuss, we're gonna fight, we may not always like each other. But guess what, I love you anyway. So for you to just say, you know what, we've been arguing a lot and we just can't be around each other right now, me personally, okay. You bet. You better. You got a house. Go go in another room. I'm gonna be in the living room playing a game. So we can calm down. We can uh, talk rationally, but just be quiet for a little bit. You work it out. It ain't no. This is not working out unless he's like doing you dirty, cheating on you, beating on you. You know, just being an all out not good husband or something like that. Then yeah, I understand that because at that point now he's just he's risking your health both ways. So. But other than that, yeah, like in the case of um, Cardi and Offset, bro, like I'm just be upfront, bro, and go like, yo, I didn't take their relationship seriously from the beginning. Like you got like the the most unlikely man to be successful in a relationship, based off of like the stuff he like raps about and like you know the way he moves and stuff. Um, and then pretty much his female counterpart, like. It could either work really well or not, you know. And um, 
um, you know, it's it's interesting what people are saying about it. They're saying people, the black community is telling Cardi that it's kind of like hailing her, and they're kind of like... They're like, I, I can't wait to see who she's going to date next. I'm like, yeah, what? Like, what yeah. is up with that? They, they keep pointing out the fact that she doesn't need Offset. It's cool, like... And it was so, what, less than five years ago, it was reverse. Offset mm-hmm. was such a bigger artist than she was. And now you're telling me that she's bigger than him? Yeah, yo, like... Oh, she don't you know. need him now before. Oh, she's with him just to help her career. Like, yeah. come on. She was doing very well uh, without. Yeah, she didn't. Yeah, that union wasn't necessary for her to do better. Yeah. Um. I just don't like how they have seen to become the the I guess main examples of the average black man and the average black woman. Dude. Like kind of like a mini like caricature. Like I don't know. They they people are saying. Oh well, you see, this is why men ain't shit. Like you know the usual. This is why men ain't shit. Black men, uh, we we don't we don't respect that woman and that. And I'm like, y'all need to stop taking this relate this relationship stuff too seriously, especially them. Like, people be basing uh, relationships on on sex. No, oh, no, bro. They be basing their relationships on other people's relationships. Yeah, like oh, this can happen to uh, like for example, love. So talking about like. You know, oh, well, she can get cheated on. I know I can't. I, I know my man ain't got no money. He'll cheat on me. Like, it's different mentalities. It's just, it's all about, you know, fundamentally who you are, what you're willing to put up with, and what you're willing to put up with. Mm-hmm. Facts. Yeah. Um, that, that whole thing, because I've, I've only seen, like, bits and pieces of, of their falling apart. Um... <clears throat> I I would have to hear and see a little bit more to really understand the nature of um, the situation. Yeah, yeah, right. Because there's, I mean, there's just so much detail that's just not on camera. That's just not uh, social media, right? Or at least there shouldn't be. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying. It would be like. Um, the the it it wasn't a thing that they were together and i'm sure young people were looking at this right um and now young people are going to be looking at this more like as soon as you said that like this is an example um i don't know i think it also reflects mindset like i, I wonder where offset's mindset is i wonder what her mindset is like you know could could she get what she was actually looking for, what she actually desired from this guy? Um, you know, uh, and then another thing too, like he already cheated on her, like very badly, right? Apparently, apparently it was, in her words, pretty much the entire time. Okay. All yeah. right. <laughs> All right. All right. Just putting that out there. <laughs> oh, well, no. This time she said she's not divorcing him for that. That's what I said. Yeah, yeah. This she's time. not divorcing him for that. She yeah. made a statement saying that the reason why she was uh, filing for divorce now is because they've been arguing a whole lot. That's what I said. Oh. Yeah, and that they they haven't been getting along very much as of lately, and that she wants to leave before any of that comes into the picture. Would come into the picture whatsoever. Hmm. 
stupid before both of us really don't like each other that much that we're now hurting each other. We're leaving. I want to leave. Damn. See, and I hear that, and I'm, so what I'm hearing, I hear symptoms, right? I don't hear a problem. I hear symptoms. I agree. You see? So, uh, because it's very hard to come back from someone committing infidelity. It's very hard. Um, and there's got to be other stuff going on that would be the cause of this back and forth. They can't see eye to eye. Um, something else is going on, right? Yeah. So, yeah, uh, I would have to see more. Yeah, I mean, come on, give us a prognosis, yo. Like, what you're saying, you hear symptoms. I'm thinking. I mean, what definitely abuse, like oh, ver- verbal, 100. Oh. percent Um, I, I hate to, I hesitate to say it, but you know, like, it could be physical too. I don't know, like. I mean, if that was the case, then you would you would see physically see it. Facts. Physically see it. I don't think it is. I think it's just honestly, they're young. They're still. They're not even thirty yet. Oh, they're young. Yeah. For some reason, I always thought Cardi was like mad older than me. No, nah, she's like Cardi. her age. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. A, a lot yeah. of these rappers. Yeah. A lot of these rappers today that we know are like our age or maybe two or three years older. Like, yeah, they seem so much older. It's just the, because the eye, the eye, the makes the eye so much longer than we. And also, I didn't realize that like, like, um, they have to keep up a certain image. Like, I mean, yeah. I'm sure, but like, you, you know, when you have a publicist, like, you always have to like, you can't Some be looking, sure. yeah, yeah, to the same extent, you know. I mean, right, once again, I'm, I'm hearing symptoms, right? So I hear that a young man, he gets into a marriage, but he's still with other women, right? Uh, th- that's the symptom. And what I'm hearing is, is behind that is, is like, he probably had like sexual experiences young, um, or young enough. And then the way he's connecting to these experiences, what's going on in his head, um, he was was never fully in a place where he could be fulfilled, or at least resist the temptation um, from stepping out of getting uh, to, to, to make it, you know, kind of raw, but to step out of getting his kicks from one person, right? Um, and but something like that, like every dude, you're, you're going to be attracted to girls if they're attractive, right? And to have just one, you actually have to put into place barriers so you don't do something crazy because your nature is like, yo, she's a baddie, yeah. right? But then your next thought has to be, oh, okay. And then you just, you either dip, you walk away, or you don't ask for the number, right? And it's just like, you don't do a lot of physical contact, mm-hmm. keep it professional. Right, that's as a dude, you know, the dudes who are, you know, quote unquote good dudes, that's what they're doing along those lines. So I'm hearing that um, from Cardi. Um, it's sounding like, uh, I, I think it, 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 it takes a, I don't, I don't think it's completely, I don't think it's a default, 
I don't think it's default behavior for a beautiful young person to um, to show their body a lot. I don't think that's default per se to such a degree. Because once once you enter your puberty, you understand how things work. Yeah, you wanna you wanna be noticed by dudes and stuff. Da da da. But I think there's gonna be some sort of formulation like, hey, you know, there's a way to do this, right? And still be classy, still be cool, or whatever. I, I understand there's different opinions on this, and that's fine. Um, but it sounded like she was a, a stripper. Yeah, right? at one point, yeah. You know, not a lot of people do that as default. At least from my, I, I don't hear that as a default job thing, unless yeah. like they have to, yeah. right? You know, um, and then now, so so take for example, if if Cardi loved this stripping thing so much, why doesn't she do it now that she's a big time music person? I think it's because man, it was it was probably just a job. Right. Like you said, it was it was it was just the fact that she needed the money and she used the she used her platform with that to meet people and make money. And grow. Right. I mean, like I, I don't want to continue to, um, like you're saying. You know, she used her body. She she used what she knew. She felt like, okay, well, I'm pretty. I know other pretty females here. They do this. They making a lot of money. Right. Let me do it. Right. And she just kept going. And from there, she met people who gave her the ability to not be able to do that anymore. Right. So. Right. Right. So if you have a better option, why would you stay with the option you were doing before? Right. Another thing that I heard that she used to do, she used to like scam dudes, right? Have them come up somewhere and she oh, yeah. try whatever that is, right? Like to me, what I'm hearing is, is like someone, someone is acting out of lack. Like you don't do that if you feel rich and you feel secure, right? You don't do that if there isn't a problem, right? Ah, uh, okay. I get where you're coming from now. Okay, okay. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, where is this behavior coming from? Yeah. That... So she's wanting a divorce because now you're feeling like. She's feel, she's lacking somewhere in there, so she may be lacking that peace that she's used to getting, that that uh, that comfort, that 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 uh, security now and now. So she feels like she's lost that due to maybe the arguing and so much that that she wants to leave. Okay, right? You know, so there's something there's something going on, um, and you know, it, I'm sure it's it's a difficult decision. Um, they have a child, right? Yeah. Okay. She has one child with him. He has three of them. Uh, oh, yeah, he does have a couple of children. Yeah, his yeah. father four with his album. Oh, yeah. Did he have them while he was with her? No. That was all before. All right. Good job, Offset. <laughs> Don't do that. Um, um, okay. Yeah, man. Uh, there's just a lot going on. Like, there's just a lot going on. Yeah. Um, so I, I honestly wish them both the best. I wish that their minds uh, get healed and become healthy. Right, right, right. Yeah, so. All right. Well, we're gonna take a quick pause and we're gonna keep going and we're gonna finish this conversation. took a little short break but um yeah we definitely gonna continue uh 
Ogu, what was it? Uh, what did you want to talk about? What was going on with Black Twitter? Yo, Kanye, Kanye West, he is, he's like single-handedly trying to change the music industry from his iPhone, yo. Like, he's been doing things like posting his conversations with like top-level executives. He's been posting. He even said that he's giving um, all of good music back their 50% royalties that they uh, made. And like, you know, designer was like, thank you. And like, but Sean was like, yeah, good looks. Like, everybody started like effing with him for that because the music industry has a huge problem of exploiting. Well, the rap industry has a, you know, the music industry as far as hip hop is concerned basically exploits like black people our entertainment and we never see like the progress or we, if we do it's like it's like one percent or maybe five percent of what like these execs see and um Kanye was like y'all can't keep putting your children through college because of my masters you know because you know off my master money I want my master money you know like we, we go out and do all the hard work. We perform, write the music, go to the studio, tour. Rappers do a lot, yo. Yeah. Like, rappers really do a lot. It, it's, it's, it's very entertaining and glamorous what we see, but rappers have it's to It's hard do. work. It, yeah, it actually really is. You gotta, like, you gotta, make, you gotta yeah. write the song, record the song. If you're a producer, you gotta produce the song. You gotta keep up your image. You gotta be able to go on tour. You gotta be able to promote it. Merch. Why everybody's, Merch. In, while everybody's in your business. While yeah, everybody's exactly. in your business. And why? then you only have like a, like, oh, what, five, three to five year window of like. True hot, like really, really, really. White hot success. Right? Yeah. It's annoying. So, yeah, that's what Ye, like, was pretty much touching on. And I'm, I'm, with, I'm with him 100%, you know. Like, you got your naysayers over there going like, uh, he's doing this, he might be doing it for his public, you know, his private game, but even if he is, like, at the end of the day, like, the music industry already needed to change. It was already long overdue. And change doesn't always come peacefully. Yeah. Yeah, like, it always... It never comes peacefully. Yeah, exactly. Like, all these protests happening right now. Like... He's making a lot of people uncomfortable, and yo, he's about to go down the legend, yo. I'm calling it now. Like he already is, but like, yeah, yo. I can, I can keep it up, yeah. I can honestly say this is people are gonna take this wrong. I'm gonna say it, but this is a good comparison to me. Kanye is gonna go down as the Malcolm X of rap because a lot of people think about it. All right. Not, not no shots against Jay-Z or whatever, but look at how Martin Luther King's role went in civil rights. It was, you know, for the most part, straight and narrow. He was peaceful, you know. He wanted you know, to spread peace, love, positivity. Everybody learned to love and grow and be a part of each other versus Malcolm X in the beginning was, nah, y'all wronged us and I, I don't care by any means necessary. I don't care. And for you. You know, Jay-Z, he's not necessarily been the same way, but he's kind of, you know, had his struggles, his trials, but he's flowed, ebbed and flowed through and grown in the music industry so smoothly. But Ye has, his his process has never been that way. But 
as well as Ye never made it easy on himself either. Yeah, he, he's been like that since like day one for him. Yeah. It was like so. Yeah, but, and and it even uh, uh, a, a better way to even like compare like what's going on with Jay and Ye. Like in the music industry is like Booker T. Washington and W. DeBoer, because like Booker T. He wanted to mingle with uh, white people. Mm-hmm. Like he wanted to like, oh yo, if you gotta like, if you wanna go in the system, you gotta like play the system. You have to like play the game. You know, you gotta be smart. Yeah. Whereas W. E. B. DeBoer was like, you know, f that. Like he was like the Malcolm X, like f that. You know, like. He was, was a lot more radical in his approaches, you know. So it's like, I, I I'll say this: I used to be somebody who's like, who like it's like go through the system kind of dude, and it does work to a certain extent. But like, at, at some time, like you have to start like like cursing at people, bro. You got to start like really like putting your foot down, like, and telling people what it is that's going on. Because it's hard to say, yo, but you know, there needs to be war, yo, in order for there to be peace. I think so, too. Yeah, yeah. Right, definitely. Uh, as another artist, how do you feel about this also? I mean, I'm honestly just a little bit different. Yeah. And what word? Can't really describe it. I know for me, it's, um, I, I definitely, I, I, I'm kind of like you, I'm, I'm indifferent, but it's because of, like, like you said, I don't know if necessarily he's doing all this stuff because of personal gain, like you're trying to get something out of this and by you causing all this ruckus and making people look at you, that you're getting what you want because, like, me also talked about the last time, uh, why would like when he has these manic attacks these manic why would you stop doing these things and they're working so are you doing it because you feel truly feel like it's right or are you doing it because you know at the end of the day it's gonna make it better for you on the back end because if I can cause a ruckus and cause emotion and you know you know whatever and by me doing all this I get my masters back and I can start making the money I want to make it and do what I want to do, then I'm good. But or are you doing it because you know, well, I want to get my stuff back and I know if I get my stuff back, this can open the door for everybody else to do it. For him, it's both because he's made so many hits. Um, yeah, yeah, and like I'm from from, from what I'm seeing now. From the, the time that he made said hits, his record there was probably trash. It was probably not the most favorable one. Hitboy even came and said, like, oh, uh, I've been in the same, like, in, in a 14-year deal or something like that. I was like, what the hell? Like, a 14-year deal? Like, I see why he's having, like, a winning streak, you know, because he has to work. <laughs> you know, like, you know, he's getting way better. But I'm like... A lot of these rappers be hella consistent, like because they have to, like, have to have to keep working. Same way with like Baby and Wayne, like, you know, they say like Lil Wayne, like, like up until like 
recently, like 2017, 18. I don't know about now, since he got out of that deal, like he was just looking like depressed to while touring, just looking like people was wondering, yo, why are you still touring like that at your big age? You know, after you made all those hits, you know, yeah. it's because he. You got fucked over, his deal wasn't good. Exactly. Because they were paying them. He was. His, their deals were, okay, listen, what I'm gonna do is whatever you want. I'll give it to you. You want that house? I get you that house. You want that Rolls Royce? You want that Phantom? You want the Ferrari? You want the Bugatti? You want the watch? You want the chain? That's cool. But understand, that's where your money's going. I'm not giving you no money. And I'm going to take the money that I'm earning off of you and spend it on what I want. I'm going to spend it on me and I'm going to spend it on finding five, six more, seven artists that's going to do the same thing. But you had motherfuckers like Drake that was smart enough to in the beginning, you could see Drake was grinding hard, 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 hard. He didn't have flashy jewelry, chains, and money, and all this stuff going around. Mm-hmm. But the next thing you know, he dropped OVO XO. He took off. And it's been, it's been never the same since then. And then after that, once he, uh, he started doing, like, started from the bottom, you start seeing him wear a little bit of jewelry and actually flossing. And, because now, you gotta remember, nothing was the same came out. That's when... Drake was over a nigga trying to play him as like the like light skinned nigga. Uh, like he said it like they be trying to like a little bro him. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, they would be trying to talk to him, talk down on him as if he wasn't like, you know, doing big things. So he was he was trying to like more so be more um he was tired of people playing with him. Yeah. Uh, so sure when he dropped the album, you could tell the shift of direction from like take care. Nothing, what I'm saying was a little bit different, but it was still like, you know, yeah. I consider it a classic. And everything after that, joint has been like way different. It's good though. Classic though. Um, you know what I'm saying? You like the drink too? Yeah, yeah, it was definitely a classic. You know? we, had a, we had a long convo about comparing both of those albums. Um, but yeah, he, he's definitely been one of the smarter, luckier, not luckier, but like, definitely smarter like rappers in the industry like in the last 10 years you know a lot of people like who hang with Drake or, or who are on in like his bracket you know like heavyweights you know they're they're out here but their deals don't look like this you know like they're getting like a lot of them allegedly like Young Thug was like that at some point too you know don't call me but like you know People, yeah, yeah. He start being marked on reaching out, you know, being able to make his own money outside of just music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, I like what you said before how uh, the company would be buying stuff, right? That that's what they would have and stuff. I was listening to, um, you know, how they have those like little stories on IG, yeah, right? And the dude, I don't even know who this dude was. So he's, you know, kind of going over how he became successful in the music industry. Um, so I, I think his purpose is really finding talent and developing, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess that's what it's called. Yeah. yeah. So he found um, Justin Bieber, right? And the story goes, it's like, uh, uh, what's his name? Usher did not find Justin. He presented Justin to Usher once Justin got a little bit more traction, 
right? Um, and he's going over the story of like, you know, he put all his chips in, uh, all his chips into Justin. He really believed that Justin would be somebody. And he said that he bought Justin and his family a place to live in. He was pretty much like buying a lot of their needs, right? So Justin would be nearby and it's like, this is, I guess this is part of the deal. And he was running out of money to support that. Um, but, you know, it's just connecting back, like, you know, the, the money that these guys are, are living off of are, is not necessarily their own, right? Um, and uh, that's problematic when you're you're reaching a time where you need to take a break or reaching the end of the contract. You know, how much money were you able to save up anyway? Um, you know, you, you gotta ask permission to go do something. You know, that, um, that's problematic. Yeah. yeah, and then but we can't not put some of the blame on these rappers too. Yeah. Like, be careful, yo. Like, stop. Like, these some of these record deals are like, like predatory loans. You know, be careful. Mm-hmm. And if you can, bastards, and yeah, exactly. And you know, I I saw a Static Selector talk on Twitter. Like, he's a producer um, uh, from New York, and he was talking about some yo. Like, y'all realize that he produces rap. He said y'all realize that like. Rap is very straightforward. Y'all don't need studio hour, studio time, right? With like billable hours worth thousands of dollars to record vocals and go home. Those they they record in places where bands like record like multi mic yeah. like stuff. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, you and the audio board at church. Like yeah, yeah. they're not doing that like production. They're not doing production on that level. They're just doing vocals. Laying it over beats. You might go and do your double. You might get, like, you know, somebody to sing on it. But, like, it's just vocals and beats. So, like, just just stop blowing your money, bro. Like That's an interesting point you made. I heard a story where the baby said it was, like, one of his first few songs. They did it all from either a hotel or motel room. And just boom, 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 put it out. And it was, like... Bro, that sounded fire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. Like, it's like Wayne. A lot of the stuff he did, he was doing back in like early, the early mid-2000s. That he was on tour and he'd be freestyling his his bedroom. He had a mic set up and he'd just be in there, mess with Pro Tools, click, record his verse, click, you know, sit there, may write a little bit more, record, click, mm-hmm. keep going. And mm-hmm. that's just the energy. But I mean, but... Yeah, no, yeah. no. Um, yeah, man. It's it really can be that easy. So, um, I mean, one of the things that's happening right now, right, is like it's the 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 gatekeepers are being brought down, right? Or not necessarily being brought down, but now there's a there's a hole in the wall where everybody can go through, right? You don't have to go through the gate anymore, right? And uh, it's it's a marvelous time. It's it's an interesting thing to see when, you know, uh, the person who doesn't have to kiss the butt of the, the 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 you know one of the people on the staff of this other person who's got to eventually go to this person and the manager of this person and then 
eventually you get to the person who makes the decision. You know, that's a whole process. Right? They'll be doing that for for your artwork, just for your artwork. You said stuff like, like visual that. on it. Yeah, yeah, just for your artwork. That you know, you see like the album, like oh, wow. yeah, the album artwork. You know, like it, you got to run it through fifty different people, like wow. when like before to, you get it approved. Today, all I gotta do is just take a picture of my baby face. <laughs> make sure that it's not, make sure it's not flash or too dark. And then throw the parental advisory thing on it. <laughs> Make sure it's 500 times 500 dimensions. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, but I mean, honestly, I'm going to be honest with you. I can say for a fact, um, I know a lot of them from what I've, what I've heard and, um, and what I've um, heard people talk about. It's the vibe of the being in the whole studio. You know, a lot of them, they go in there with their man. And they be in there chilling. They get the smoking. They get the drinking. They get the they get females in there. They get a vibe going. They get the and then the producers just start playing beats. And they be like, okay, I like that one. Or they may have there something that they already want recorded. They already have selected out. Mm. But other than that, they're in there. They're just playing beats. Like think about it. Why why would Uzi be in that four hour session? Just in a session for four hours to do twenty five songs. Because they're just in there running through beats. He ain't he ain't, uh, picked out nothing. He's just going there off the top of the head. He's like, I'm just in the studio. Play, play me something. What you got? Let me hear some fire. Other, but like for example, with people like Wayne and Drake, you build a studio in your home, and you and you have your own engineer because a lot of the times it's the people's engineer. So you may he may come to your house, but they're charging you. So if you have somebody of your own that you you can pay that you know ain't gonna charge you that much, or you have somebody just as good or whatever. You know, you're saving that money on the back end, or you, or like people like, yeah, you do it yourself, right? And you doing it all yourself. You making the beats, you writing the lyrics, you producing, you mixing, mastering it all. Mm-hmm. So that money you're saving, mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. But it's just, you know, it's that it's the vibe. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. but uh, that's what they get them. That's that's how people yeah. like Hit Boy end up in 14 year deals. You're in the studio for eight, ten hours a day. They're billing you for that time. You in there, you you making them more money, and yeah, you may make them, you may spend six, seven million to produce and make this album. And it only sold five. You still owe me two million dollars. You still owe me a mil, two mil. Yeah, gotta keep working. You gotta make that money back. So now you're going in there, you're spending another two, uh, seven, six, seven mil. Yeah, it's just a vicious cycle. Yeah, so yeah. that's how a lot of these people are in such a big hole. And that's why, honestly, that's why I think you're not really hearing from, like, Lil Pump anymore. Yeah. And I knew it was going to happen as soon as he signed that deal because he signed an eight-year, eight seven million dollar deal. <laughs> and I was like, oh, he's going to be gone. So yeah. I was like, I'm just, I'm just counting it down. They're going to give him publicity for maybe a year or two. And he's going to slowly fade off. Because what happened? His album kept getting pushed back further and further and further and further. I'm like, bro, we've been here about the same album for three years. They're not going to put this album out. Bro. Look, I, I don't... Part of my ignorance, though, but like, I feel like I can make $8 million last over a stretch of seven years, yo. Like, anybody should be able to do that just to produce an album and put it out. Do, do they is it that like labels want you do they have preferred mm-hmm. vendors they um, want you to go through like probably so. they want you to go through right. I, I don't, you know what they do some of them do want studio quality yeah they want they, of course they, they yeah. 
and a lot of them, even if they're not in the, you don't record in the studio, you're, you have to use their studio engineer. Yeah. And or if you're not using their engineer, say if you're under Def Jam and you want Hit Boy, I think he's under Hispanic. Uh, no, is he under Def Jam? I can't remember. I, I, I want to... No, it's UMG. Oh, so he yeah, under UMG. Yeah. Well, either way, say if you, you want Ye, who's under UMG, but you're under Def Jam. So now the label has to pay him for his time. So either way it goes, you're still constantly digging yourself in a hole. So that's what a lot of you... Like I said, a lot of them just... Oh, all right. Listen, bro. I'm, I'm about to pick you up. You, I see you just fire. Like, um, baby. Look, the baby... Uh, what's it? What's 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 Slim's name? Um, Jetson on the beat. Mm. He, I said like, he using a lot oh, of his beats. Yeah, the same dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he used the same a lot of them same beats. And I don't know if you remember uh, on the not his last album, but uh, what's the damn what's the damn album where he did uh, the outro? Kirk, is that Kirk? Kirk. Kirk. Where he had Kirk and he had the outro. Yeah, he's like. He's like, I'm about to stop messing with Jensen because he uh, he be, he be producing me too. He be doing the engineering, but he ain't all that good. That joint was studio quality. I was like, I guarantee you, he probably used him for so many, so much amount of time. Probably worked out a deal with him. Listen, all right, man, I give you, I'm gonna you a hundred k for these beats, these four or five beats, and I need you to produce them all too, produce all these songs too. Mm. If that takes you. Even if that takes you, let's say, for real, for real, let's say it takes you a week. Bruh. You, you made 100K in a week. Yeah. And you, yeah. And you record, he recorded the songs, you mixed, mastered them, and you produced the beats. So you, that's sure profit for you. package, yeah. You may have really spent, what, maybe at max, really, 20K in time. Yeah. So... All this yeah. makes me want to go indie. If I was a rapper, I'd be the most indie rapper of all indiest rappers because that's just the kind of person I am. Like, I can't drop, like, X amount, you know. Like, fuck a vibe, yo. That's me, though. Like, you know, but I understand that when if, if as an artist, you should sign when, it, when the numbers look right for you. Yeah, you know. It just comes down to being educated on what you do. Exactly. Like, if you start taking music seriously, you should at least know to, you know, weigh things out or have somebody that knows. Like, I mean, nah. Do bare minimum research on your own. Like, because I feel more comfortable taking my own instinct than somebody else telling me something. You know what I mean? Like, if you've been there for me, it's just like, you know, I know you. I'd be probably be inclined to take your advice, but if I just met you and you're like, yeah, I want to help you out. <laughs> what, what did you get from it? You know what I mean? Yeah. You're second guess it. You know, yeah. Initially, if you educate yourself bare minimum, you'd be more confident within your choices. Yeah. When it comes to like, you know, signing contracts and things like that. Yeah. That's what I agree with that. Cause yeah. And it's the biggest thing. People got to realize the difference between the publisher and the masters of the rights because a lot of people, they may get, you know, a lot on the publisher but then I get allowed on the master because if you're an artist, you you can yeah you can license out your song with the publishing, but it's gonna take a while. Versus your masters, you can make money off right now. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, there's a there's a time delay. In no, publishing? no, it's not a time delay. I mean, like um, how, how do I say it? All right, like 
you may be making money off that writing of the song. So like, I think for publishing, most times you make the money off of like the, like when the albums and stuff are made, I'm not exactly sure. But um, what I'm saying as far as like publishing is like, if you're releasing the song out to somebody, like a lot of these, um, like for example, uh, I think name, like Sweetie, when she did uh, um, My Time, or like a lot of the remixes she's doing, those, those labels already own that publishing to that song. So now they're licensed it to her so she can make a different version of the song. Mm-hmm. They're making double money off of it. Mm-hmm. So they're making double money off of publishing and masters on both songs. Oh, I see, I see, I see. So, yeah. okay. So, so with, if you don't have the masters, you don't make money off the song If when it's the song itself. If yeah. somebody else wants to use it, that's when you could make your money because you they yes. are give, they are giving you the right yes. exactly <laughs> to yeah. to make money off of the licensing yes yeah. um okay that's how it works they can even say they, they can also go like no you can't even do it <laughs> with <the> swiftness <laughs> they can say no but then when they agree they can also charge you mm-hmm. or take a percentage like maybe like 85 you take 15, I take 85. And it happens like that all the time. Jeez. Yeah. Those are like contracts like people in business would never sign. Like that yeah, like, it's called doing bad business. <laughs> That's literally called bad business, bro. Unless, like, unless it's like you believe in the song where it's more so you know it will get played. So like you'll make something from it. You may not be able to make the most you could have, yeah. but it's still you can make you know something good from it. So it was a good gamble. Like my type... That's a platinum song. Yeah. So they made a lot of money from it. So even if she didn't make the, the most she could have from it, she still made something right. from it's it. Still it's not like it went under the radar and that was it. Like, she yeah. still made something from it. So it, it it's like building the credit so the next time you go into the Exactly. Because her, her worth is going to keep going higher when she drops a nice prank and good songs like that. Yeah. So it's literally just like, you know, making the right move. Yeah, definitely. It's not a bad thing. Like... Mm-hmm. It's a gamble. It's, it's a gamble because all you're getting is yeah. like, okay. Well, it's a gamble, but we're gonna give you this. Uh, we're gonna give you fifty million for a ten-year deal. Exactly. You gotta make this fifty million back, and, and within the ten years, you really could make that fifty million back within the first two. But you're still stuck in a ten-year deal. Are still- <laughs> yeah, you see, you see, like I, I just I struggle with this. I struggle with this, right? Because, um, you know, say say you do. B to B, or you do B to G, right? Business to government, right? Um, you know, with with business to government, you know, there's there's an understanding that the government is going to pay you a certain amount of dollars to do a certain amount of work, right? If you won the RFP, okay. Uh, and and then part of that will probably be like you have to subcontract out some other stuff as well. Right. Right. Okay. So, on this, on the the deals with the subcontractor, right? What would make sense is it's like, okay, you know, we are going to pay you to fulfill this part of the overall contract. Okay. Um, and this is this is what we think it would cost, right? So part of that subcontracting, there is some RFP, RFI type process. Da da da. That when it, okay, cool, right? There's an understanding of how much something costs. And there's an agreement where people are getting paid for their effort, their work, their product, their service, okay? B2B, similar thing, right? You're providing a service or a product. This is how much it costs. 
right? Because you have to lay it out in order to win, uh, in order to win the RFP or win that uh, other card. Yeah, Maybe. right. So, and then say if there's if there's a joint venture, right, and you're providing a hundred percent of your effort <laughs> into something, right? It's not fifty, it's not twenty five, but you're providing like, like ninety to ninety five percent of what what you have going on, and the the papers when you sit down and the papers are like okay you're giving all this we're doing this and when we make revenue off of this uh most of it's going to us <laughs> like you would be like yeah, oh, all right. that's not that's not a thing you understand what i'm saying so i struggle with this um because uh one i think for a lot of these individuals, it's it's you're operating out of lack, right? Yeah. You're trying to get out of your situation, or you know, you really want to, you know, it, you, your motivations are real and they're tangible, um, and there's pressure, right? So I understand all that, um, you know. Uh, at the same time, I think I think we have to think of ourselves as a business, like. For me, I think of myself as a business when, I, when I'm, you know, when it comes to, to the bills, groceries, investments, like I have uh, financial statements that I make and it's part of how I do budgeting. Uh, off, 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 um, off record, we'll have to talk about that. That's interesting. I yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, absolutely. Um, and it, I, I was inspired to do so because of the entrepreneurship classes at Rutgers. Um, it just made sense to me, right? Because I want to operate that profit. P- personally. Yeah. Yeah, that's your business. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? I like, like if, if that's the way you like to do business, then that's also, like, you know what I mean? Like, no, no everybody's, a, he's saying everybody is a business. Yeah. Like, yeah. like from the money you make like, at your job, right. whatever it is you do to the money you spend, you always have to come out off, off, off top. Not spend hella money but you're not making anything exactly oh so, yeah 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 so yeah, like yeah, everybody yeah, literally a is a business yeah, every shit. single person that yeah, works yeah. Or, or has an income is a business that's why we're even ranked with credit scores yeah. Yeah, exactly. so so for the individuals in the music industry you gotta think of yourself as a business you are the ceo of yeah. your product right um your uh support staff might be your friends and family right um but uh you're going to if if you if you have a product and you need to push your product out and these uh uh, uh, production companies are your uh retail stores right (laughs) they're your retail stores i think part of it is like they're doing the heavy work of putting your stuff into people's faces, right? I think hmm. that's where Actually, I'll give you a better example. They're not the retail stores. You're the top. You're the business, and you're going B to B, but they're Amazon. Okay. So that's why a lot of people do it now. And instead of me being able to just go door to door and get people right. to see it, now it's on an international stage. Right. And that makes it a lot easier for, you know, it makes it a lot easier for me to get my my song played when. I can 
partner with them and they give me so much money and they go, okay, well, as a guarantee, you know, you may not be getting, instead of, if you get, you know, 25%, you may be listed down on like the 20s and 30s. But if you give us 10, we'll make sure you're in top three always. Right. They play that game, right? So you got to pay the cost to be at the top of the Google search. You see, I see, and I get that, right? I still struggle because it's like if I want if I have something and I want to put it on Amazon because I know that would just take care of a lot of the distribution for me, right? And Amazon goes, yeah, man, we'll we'll, we'll do that. Let's partner up. We'll be your guy. But uh, when people buy through us, we're gonna take eighty-five, right? And I'm like, hold on, Amazon. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I made the product. You, you can, I understand that you got to get paid. You can take 25, 35, right? Like that would probably be my threshold, so to speak. Because if I was Amazon, my game would be, if I sell a lot of stuff, if a lot of people come to me to get stuff, I'm going to make my money, right? And I just got to make sure it's, I offset the cost of getting it to somewhere else, right? And however I play that game. So, so to me, it's like somebody making a deal with Amazon, and Amazon is, is charging like eighty five percent. Yeah, I, I would struggle. Yeah, yeah. I would struggle with that. Because mm. the, they're gonna hit you with the counter offer. They go, okay, well, you, your talent is great, and what your product is good, and you know, we know if we put you in this scenario that you know you're gonna be the top, you're gonna be top five sellable products. But that's all fine and dandy. That's with us because we can take them that are at the bottom right now and gloss them up just a little bit and put them into promotion and they'll be just as high as you and we can get the same thing so what do I need you for there's 15 20 of you of 30 of you waiting you may be a proven commodity but guess what I can make them a proven commodity right. for the next five six years and make my money off them right. I can make triple quadruple my money versus what you're trying to give me it's the, the, the principle, right, like, when you break everything down, like, it makes sense, you know, like, as a rapper, like, the label has what you need, and the label also needs the rapper, vice versa, but, like, there's also such thing as, like, predatory deals, and, like, labels are very notorious. These deals, although the principle is good, it's predatory. They're predatory. They need to be more fair. What is the rationale behind owning everything this person makes behind owning their image uh, and, and and then this employee uh, okay hold on I might be answering my own question yeah, because honestly now I, I own you so if you decide you want to leave or you start acting up I can show you yeah I can I can I can suppress you so much to the fact that you'll never be seen. So either way it goes, either you continue to work for me and you continue to do what I need I want you to do, and I make money. we both make money. You may not make as much as you want, but you're gonna make some money, or you can be down here and you can struggle to try to make money. And whatever money you make is gonna be a fraction of what you would make. Right. And I feel like that's their leverage, right? Yeah. But also at the same time, it's it sounds very similar to me um, in other parts of business where Say you work at a tech company and you make something.
right? It belongs to the tech company. Mm-hmm. If you do it with their stuff on their time, and even even if it's not on their time and not their stuff, if you do it while you are employed with them, they still own it. I was in a contract. Like that. I can't say. But I was in a contract like that, and I, I couldn't make anything that I wanted to make just because, like, dang, I don't want them to come back and say, oh, yeah, that's ours, right? So I'm like, yeah, no, nah. you know? Um, so so it sounds like, to me, it's kind of like, it's, it's kind of messed up. It's almost like a weird form of, like, slavery, so to speak, <laughs> too. Um, but uh, I don't know. That's neither here nor there, but... Uh, it sounds like they're kind of going, they're approaching it from that aspect. Um, however, I think, I think in some sense, it, it's just kind of, it's just inappropriate. Like you, you have somebody who's, who's putting out a lot of their own product, right? It's not like, this is, it's not like, here's the production company and they make, songs about apples right and that's that they make apples and now you make apples using their formula and all that jazz you know what i'm saying like it's not quite like that there is some creativity that's coming out of these individuals uh-huh. and it's theirs right right so yeah man um it's truly unfortunate that these old heads from the 19 what maybe 60s 70s when like the american music thing was really more picking up um and decided like yeah this is just how we're gonna do things and uh and then you know their kids nephews or you know the young person that was in their office was like yeah we're gonna keep doing that um yeah yeah so, whether it's moral or moral, like, makes me money, you work here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, like, like, I mean, capitalism, just in general, like, just to, like, tie everything up, you know, you have to leverage people. Like, that's what capitalism is. Right. It is, like, you, it, it is slavery, but there's levels to it. <laughs> it pretty much but is you're slavery. slave to something. You're yeah. slave to money, your family. A dollar, your job, yeah, and this is just like, look, a very good or bad, or even yeah, bad example of it, you know, just in general. But like, the music needs to change. It's it's slowly changing. It's slow. It's slowly changing. It slowly is. You know, in the next ten years, it's not. It's not going to be quite as bad as it is now. It's not going to be anywhere close to I think as bad as it is now because a lot of these artists it's, there's going to be that one particular artist that's just going to come out and it's going to change everything because they're going to be red 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 hot and they're yeah. going to be indie and everybody's going to wonder they're going to go no until I can get this that and a third and still be able to keep it I'm not doing it and there's going to be I guarantee there's going to be a huge bidding war or whatever and they may try to suppress them and they're gonna keep growing. And eventually, if they don't, they're gonna partner with somebody, but it's gonna be strictly distribution. All, all the tools for that to happen, I'm sure exist today. Oh, yeah, they do much money. Like, all it is is just for somebody just to like, we, we can wake up and see what's going on tomorrow. Or, 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 
or girl or woman, whoever it is. Yeah. I believe in ownership. Yeah, at the end of the day. I believe in ownership, bro. I, honestly, um, you know, you got the the big artists right now, and, and and maybe it's not everybody's thing to, you know, own the the production company and, and stuff. You know, it's, you know, everybody has their thing, right? Um, but I I really think if you really want things to change up, you gotta own how things are done. You gotta have clean. That I mean, that's what's been kind of like the revelation to me during this whole, uh, this whole honestly these last four years, right, of the presidency. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe like the last two specifically, but it's like. You, you, if, if I live somewhere else, or actually, that, that's off top. Let me stay on top. Music ownership, if you want it to be done differently, then there has to be people who own it, who have a similar value, and who are just in their ways of doing things, fair in their ways of doing things, that are now your gatekeepers, and yes, yes. this way it feels fair. And then the market will decide who gets to be a, a gatekeeper and who doesn't, right? Um, so my 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 thing is is that I feel like money begets money, right? Um, so I'm wondering these big companies how how did they get to the point where they can put money out to the entire U.S. like that? Like how do you? Okay, I can answer that for you. Okay, that's that I'm curious about, right? Um, honestly, uh, this even goes to like with the economy. Um, money doesn't paper money doesn't have value. It's not. It's the fact that it's the buying something. So you're how do I explain it? The fact that I can get you to buy it, and I can get people to buy it multiple times. That's what the money comes from. It's not the actual money because it's value. Yeah. The, yeah, I can if I know. Or for example, with artistry, if I know right now my song right now may not have any value, but you give it to the label and they say, okay, well we're gonna put fifty million dollars behind it, get you on the radio, um, get you playing at least once an hour. Now we're gonna make music videos, or whatever for you. You're putting some people in your fa- their face, so getting their attention, getting them to watch you, listen to your song, you're a commodity now. You're a, you're a value. So it's the same thing equated with the money. If I can get you to buy something, or I can get you to spend your money on this, your money doesn't have the value of the fact that I can get it, and it causes my money, it causes me to be able to make more from it, and continue to do the same thing. I'm gonna make money. So, so the initial thing that they're making money off of, right? Because they have to. I imagine. They have to pay someone to play it on the radio, right? right. And they have to pay uh, TV stations to, to play their music or whatever. Um, so the initial money to do that, yeah, is is there somebody out there that, that you know took out a ridiculous loan? So, some of it is loans, okay. But um, honestly, it's it's that it's the value of knowing. Why do you think a lot of like for like TV shows? Why do you think a lot of them go out of business when they don't? They get canceled. They don't get the right ratings. 
ratings aren't guaranteed. Though getting, um, you know, somebody to listen to a song isn't guaranteed. So the fact that I can get you to do that now, that's an investment. Just like, um, it's, a, it's really is honestly a loan. It's, it's the fact that, okay, I'm going to pay you this amount of money to put them on this and they should make you this. If they don't make you this, you don't lost your profit and now I owe you this money. Or you just may have lost the money. Right. Because you've already given me so much money. Okay. So. Interesting. You you wouldn't know where the money, that money comes from that is given. Yeah. You wouldn't know, like, this is a like what came first, the chicken and the egg. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? I, 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 I got that. And I think it was just, it's really just off the strength. Like, I think, I think it's a bunch of rich people, right? It's always, it, I think it always starts the same. Some guy who wanted to passionately start a label, right, got a million dollar loan from his good man. Might it might it might be his dad? You know, he yeah. just came from a wealthy family. Then yeah. just he just stood up one day and said, Boom, "I want to start a record label," and then that's how things like that. He, he knows that he he actually does have to now invest money though into like. Yeah people so I guess it then starts like that thing but then how did he get that money he got that loan from his dad who probably had a business and something else entirely you know right. um that's the best way I can like track it down to so what if that's really expensive what what if what if paying right because it's all it's marketing right mm-hmm. what if doing the work of paying the radio station uh, getting your stuff on billboards, getting your stuff on internet ads. Like, what if all of that is like super expensive? So, because what I'm trying to find is, I want to know the numbers of where this justification to charge 85% of somebody's creative work is coming from. It's because it's not guaranteed. Like I said, it's not guaranteed. There's no guarantee. This is a. We're gonna. They're saying it's a credit thing. It's it's literally a credit thing. Somebody like, who who doesn't have their own prior numbers who like yeah who doesn't have any value to them yeah you know? who has like alright I'm gonna use me for an example say right now a label comes to me and they decide listen we heard this one song we really love this one song so what we're gonna do is we're gonna sign you to a single deal for another song or maybe, no, let's say we're going to sign a single deal to this song. What we're going to do, since you are not proven, you've only streamed 50,000 people. Yep. So what we're going to do is we're going to put you in our machine. We're going to get people who are, you know, who media. you and produce yeah, you. Produce you, put media influencers behind you, get them in your post. Uh, we're going to, you know, find little ways to get people to hear your song. And from there, you're going to make, you should make five million dollars if you don't make that five million dollars we still own this song so now we're taking the we're taking the loss and think about it they do the same thing for hundreds of people so in actuality out of one of every maybe 10 people make that 20 30 million you've only paid you've only spent a hundred you've only spent a mil on one person one person. If you think one that's person. bad, before you go, uh-huh. there, there's there's even worse things like fundamentally worse things like 360 deals. Oh. What? As you can imagine, 
360, the artists, the, the label, pretty, they own everything. Your music, um, uh, you get an allowance, like, but, like, they own, like, merch, they own pretty much everything that you can make money off of. And you're only, a, a few of our artists that, like, Lady Gaga was in it, but she came up top because she just happened to make good music, really good music, exceptionally good music. Okay. You know, um, I believe Nikki was in one too. I, I would be surprised if there were. Yeah, you did. Whoever has been in one, if you look around, you should. You, you probably wouldn't be surprised at the end of the day. But um, it's that one thing of like, it's the thing that Theo just said about like having having the value or having no value in and them coming to you like, all right, we got we got everything. You have nothing. So we can do that, you know. We, See, we can, yeah. So, so, so what I'm hearing is, is that in order to reach a standard to to get your music to to a level, right? Um, it costs a certain amount of money for that to happen, mm-hmm. right? I think what they might be thinking is is that. Uh, we need to make up this money mm-hmm. and then have profit as mm-hmm. fast okay. as fast as possible too. right as aggressively as possible yeah. right so if we take most of what one unit of your thing can generate we can make that money back and we can invest it again into you again or into mm-hmm. somebody else yep exactly okay okay so that's that's the thinking of it so and then I guess I guess um, if they do not if they do not reach a certain level of investing in the marketing per se then it's like it's like a hit or miss right zero one you know if you don't reach a certain level then it just it doesn't make you out out of out of this state or out of this community it just kind of stays right there Um, you can just simply just say We'll let you release this, but after this, we're just gonna hold all this until we decide we want you to release anything else. Okay. That's what a lot of that's what a lot of artists before and still are complaining about. The late um was it um Uzi Vert was complaining about that. He was like, they're just holding my album. He's like, I've been trying to release it, but they're holding it. Yeah, it, almost to the point where it was losing um yeah. interest. Yeah. Um. Because now you're, you're, that album is losing relevancy and people won't really care when it's coming out. So it's like, now I'm out of people's eyes for so long. And people start to forget about you. You release something. They're not going to care. They're not listening for you. They're not listening for you. So when, so when an artist, because I think they put some of the blame on, or not the blame, but the, the penalty of not making the money back on the artist. So if the artist doesn't... Um, so say so say uh, the artist makes units of music or artwork or whatever, and they don't hit their quota. The 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 terms say that the in order for the artist to work with the label, you must your units must make this much. Yeah. So so if if that doesn't happen, then what? You owe me money. Or Either you owe me money, you owe me money, or um, if they're a single deal now, you owe me that money, 
or well, if smaller deals, maybe you owe me that money. But if you're in something long term, you need to keep working so you can make this money up. Wow. Imagine trying to pay somebody back a million dollars. <laughs> like, yeah. and, and they own your image. They own every, everything on you. So now you gotta, like Hit Boy, for example, he was what, Young Bird. And he had to reinvent himself. He was a rapper. Now he had become a producer and beat maker. Well, producer and a musical engineer. And do that so he can make money versus... Why do you think uh, Tina Turner fought Ike so hard for her name? That name itself is a commodity. Right. It even brings Lauren people Hill. out. Exactly. Even Lauren Hill. She, she's actually the worst one. She, like... She does, like... Oh, um... Like she she does that thing that thing. she yeah. she's saying that all right so she has to do remixes of all of her songs like um, I don't know too too much into the details but like apparently like she would do like the same songs but she just wrote the lyrics different wow she cannot record her original songs wow and that alone should tell should convince anybody bro like it's that serious you don't yeah. think it's like. You think it's just music until, like, you get into the business part of it, and, you know, it's really messed up, like, um, you know, I'm, I'm all for, like, rappers, like, like, I, I do put some, some, you know, rappers definitely listen and, like, look into your contract, yo, but, like, at the end of the day, too, like, where's the morality, like, like, come on, bro, where's the ethical part of it, man, like, y'all really, like, Telling these people they can't play their own songs, um, but that's just one of the many ways that like capitalism works in this country. You know, like one thing, one thing I've been trying to do as of late is like get my like business like like uh, what's the word? Uh, I need to know the jargon. Oh, the savvy. You know, yeah, exactly. Yeah, just just basic like you know savviness and like learning how to like take my time and read over things I'm getting myself you know my get I'm getting into you know like even like slight topic like but you know how like these people can like recite some people can recite laws back to the police if police are like acting out yeah if I live in this country I need to be knowing stuff like that if I'm if I'm involved in anything I need to know the legality of it so I can know how to move mm-hmm. you know it's not don't don't just go Basically, I don't just like go into it based on vibes or whatever. Like, just go in and be smart about it. You know, nobody wants to read. Yeah, like, I mean, but I say that too. But then, like, also contracts. You ever know? You ever wonder why you have to like hire a lawyer to read a contract? Mm-hmm. Why? Because the contract is written in such a way that the jargon is hard for regular people yeah. to understand. Yeah. Why? Why? <laughs> why? You know? If this is between regular people, why? Yeah, what, yeah. What's up with that? So, why do I need 500 pages of just like. You know? So, um, that's the world we live in. So, like, the least I can do that, that I can do to control, the, the, the most I can do to control before, like, you know, getting a lore or whatever is like read what I'm getting into first, you know? And I mean, and depending on how big it is, if I have to get a lawyer, like, F man, because I'm not trying to be the white slave. I mean, anything. All right, we're going to take another quick break and we'll be right back.
What's up, you guys? It's Cash Corleone here again. Unfortunately, we didn't finish the whole episode, but we got more coming. Stay tuned. You know, I love my guys, Ryan Henry, you know, Guike. My man's also 1K, 1,000 by the thousand, but it's all right. We're going to have them back very soon so we can get some more opinions on everything. You know, just figure out what the fuck is going on and what the fuck is wrong for real, for real. So, you know, just stay tuned. But anyways, like I always like to end off my episodes, you know, I always say what the fuck is wrong with you? What the fuck is wrong with me? Shit, I don't know, but maybe y'all can help me figure this shit out. All right, catch y'all next time.